Today on the show, back to school with Mercy, Monk e-business, Becky's back, our picks of the week, and so much more. The Catholic Underground starts right now. That's right. It's time for the CU Weekly, the podcast that tries to cut through the noise of the digital continent and bring you the topics that matter. This is episode 380. I am Kathleen Lee, and joining me this week are Olivia Galino, Associate Director of Youth and Young Adult Ministry for the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Hello, Olivia. Hello. Yay. And back with us, I feel like I want to sing, Becky's back and you're going to be in trouble. Hey now, hey now, Becky's back. (laughs) Back with us this week. nice. Yeah. We had a little harmony going Yeah, it was very nice. (laughs) Back this week with us is Becky Eldridge. She is a Spiritual Director, Retreat Facilitator, Author, all things great and good. Good to have you back, Jackie. I'm excited to be back, Kathleen yes, and Olivia. Thanks. Now, always joining us up in space is the one Mr. Jeff Blackwell. He is the technical director of CU and commandant of the Jeff Star One Near Earth Orbit Satellite. This is true. Yes, it's absolutely true. Thank you. Okay. I'll live up to every word of that. Good to be here, Kathleen. <laughs> I'm so glad that you are. And then in the pit, that is the ball pit, we have Ed Ball, who is our video director. Welcome, Ed. We see you. We love you. Well, welcome. We're so glad that you are back with us. I'm excited to be back. Yeah. Another way to fun way to spend a Sunday evening. I know, you know, right? It's like the girls are like. I know. The girl squad happens. is back. I know. Makes me feel so good. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, so if you're keeping up with our good fathers, uh, they have completed, or Father Chris has completed. Yes. They are done with the Camino. Yes. However, they Praise got through God. it. Uh, so thank you guys so much for your prayers. Um, I know that their feet appreciated it. Yes. Um, Father Chris actually, um, he, he went to the section. He ended up skipping a little bit. That's okay. Um, mm-hmm. to the, towards the section where as far as you could go to make it uh, count, mm-hmm. right? Mm-hmm. Um, and he finished and met up with Father Ryan. Uh, and I'm sure that they, I've, from their pictures and their posts, they are excited. They're doing lots of sitting. Yes, they're doing lots of sitting and resting and wine drinking. Um, yes. Do we have a total mileage that they I don't. Walked? I don't we'll know. That, yeah. I yeah, I don't know either. I'm sure they'll have it by the time they get back. But, but you might find out because, because they do have, uh, Father Chris has a website. He's been mm-hmm. chronicling the, uh, the journey, uh, his pilgrimage along the way there. And it's at, uh, if you spell out fatherchrisdecker.com, yeah. and uh, you can read all, all the episodes. Awesome. And awesome. he's quite a wordsmith, isn't oh, he? he is. mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. I'm shocked at how, at how exhausted he is and, and what yeah. good like, storytelling he's, still comes out of him. Because mm-hmm. yeah. it's usually the end of the day and he's writing his post. And it's, yeah. That's when but you that's know the him. sabbatical is yeah. doing, the spirit is stirring yeah. mm-hmm. and rejuvenating. Oh, he's had, he had, he has had quite the adventure. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. awesome. So, you know, school has just, well, we're, we're really well underway. I feel like it mm-hmm. just started. Um, but we're really well yeah. into the school year. Or a month. Yeah. Today marks a month at most down here. Wow. But I was in yeah. Chicago yeah. this past week and they just started school. Lucky. Isn't crazy. that crazy? Because most they start, but they also don't end until June. So almost they go three weeks into June. Yeah, they said. Ooh, no, thank you. Can y'all imagine in the middle of June? Absolutely. No. Not. Can you imagine having prom in like June first? Oh, we would be sweaty. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> We'd have to have no, no. It'd be bad. It'd be bad. Well, um, this is a, there's an incredible story about a teacher uh, from Palm Beach Gardens High School. Um, this this uh, teacher, Robert Goodman. Um, received an extraordinary gift from teachers in his, uh, like in his 
you know, around local teachers around where he, he works. And so um, he was diagnosed with cancer this mm. summer. And while mm. he was going through chemo and uh, was, he had colon cancer, or he mm. has colon cancer, um, you know, I've had a lot of people in my family, and I know, you know, many of us mm-hmm. have been touched by this. Um, when you're diagnosed with cancer, there's like, you know, the number one thing you should be focusing on is healing. Yeah. Yes. But there's so much more that goes, you know, goes with it. And especially for teachers or especially for, um, for people who are working full time, you know, the, the question becomes, well, how much time am I going to be able to take off, mm-hmm. um, you know, before losing my job or losing you know, your benefit? Right. Your- yeah. Time off, yeah. Yeah. Or your paid time off. And so um, this summer, while he was enduring some some chemotherapy, uh, he realized that he would be running out of sick time and sick leave uh, from his job as a history teacher. And so um, Robert Goodman has worked has, has taught for 23 years. Wow. So he's a veteran teacher, right? And so instead of instead of worrying about fighting for his life and you know and 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 healing. You know, he had to worry about uh, his job and mm-hmm. his students and having to be there for, for his classes. Because I know, I mean, if you're a teacher out there, you take one day off and it's like you're a, the whole semester is <laughs> what cattywampus. Cattywampus, right? Yes. It is wonky, right? <laughs> and then on top of that, having to worry about his income. Yeah. And so he was supposed to return to work uh, on August 6th. Right. And he was still coping with the side effects of treatment. And if you know, if you yourself or you know somebody who's gone through through chemotherapy, things like nausea and, and chills, sleepless nights. I mean, I know if I like getting even just getting back into the routine of um, of teaching, like there are many sleepless nights in the mm-hmm. beginning because I'm a I'm a night owl. Mm-hmm. And so my mind is going a million miles a, a minute. He has, a, you know, a weakened immune system. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if you've ever worked with high school students, they're gross. Mm-hmm. I mean, some people think <laughs> kindergartners are, are the worst, but. I remember teaching, and, and it was like exam time, and they would like pile up their tissues. tissues. And oh, like, oh, yeah, good. You get a Lysol wipe, okay? Get on out of here. That's I talked to a I talked to a, a high school teacher last night. He told me about like a boy who like dropped a chicken nugget on the ground and then picked it up and dipped it in a communal sauce. Stop. And then oh, ate it. Oh, that's the way to build oh. your immune system, right? There. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you know? No, that's the way to get like hepatitis. Yes. That's disgusting. Yeah. Right. And so, can you can imagine just the fear of walking back into a you know yeah. a communal germ pool, right? Yeah. And so, um, so Robert said. He said, it truly frightened me. Um, chemo really messes with you. I was wondering how I could handle getting up at 5 a.m. every mm. day. You know, and I know, I mean, I'm a baby. Like, I get, you know, I get the sniffles. I'm like, I got to go home, right? And so he's having to deal with chemo. So mm. during a chemo session in July, the 56-year-old took a selfie and shared it um, on, on social media with a cry for help to other educators in Florida. This is where he works. Their school system allows for teachers to exchange or donate uh, sick leave wow. with one another, which That's is awesome. awesome. That really is. Yeah, it's wow. not the case everywhere. No, never it's heard not. Like you know, you get ten days off and that's it. Yeah. You know, um, and there are some. There are also some programs that allow you to take extended, you know, extended time. But his Facebook post stated, "If I can get twenty more sick days from any teacher or district employee volunteers that would allow me to take more time to recover um, in my battle through chemo for twelve weeks, which should be enough time for me to complete to at least complete the treatment." Mm. Wow. Right? Um, and if you if you've ever worked in at all, but if you've ever worked in in a school, those days off mm-hmm. are gold. Yeah. They truly yeah. are. People protect them. Yeah. 
And he said the response was overwhelming. He said within four days, the whole teaching community rallied around him, right, including university professors, mm. teachers, lunchroom workers, mm. wow. donating 100 days of sick leave that would allow him to take a much-needed semester off Wow. To continue his treatment. I mean, like, I'm getting like, chills. I do too. Yeah. Right I do now. too. I have goosebumps. Right. It's God, a good time to, rec- to recuperate, right? Wow. And so he shared uh, with CNN, he said, I felt guilty because I knew there were people who had it much worse than me mm. who had offered their precious days. What? That's amazing. Right? And, but, you know, and, uh, in, in this response, he said, I'm not surprised, right? He wasn't surprised by this help. He said, Teachers always give, it's a profession of giving. Mm-hmm. Right. However, he uh, is quick to appreciate that uh, these donated days, which could also have been banked for retirement, oh, yeah. were a source of love. Mm-hmm. Right. So if you save up all your days and you never take off at the end, you can retire a little bit early. Right. Because mm-hmm. you can bank those days. Um, and so he's saying what you know, this was the source of love. Yeah. Right? 100, he says when hundreds of people shower you with their love. It's a life-changing experience, right? Mm-hmm. And I wonder, I imagine, just the idea that these people gave how healing that is. Mm-hmm. Yes. You know, that that he doesn't have to worry. He's not walking through this alone. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'm sure those days didn't just come with like, oh, yeah, we'll just, I'm sure yeah. they came with encouraging messages and things right, like that. Right. Yeah. Well, it kind of, it's like a widow's mite story because teachers don't make very much money. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't have, like, all just a plethora of resources that they can rely on yeah. like paid sick time yeah and so to to give that I, that's astounding because that's like yeah like with whatever we have we're gonna help you we don't even know you but yeah. we're, not, we're gonna yeah. help you yeah yeah it's, there's um Pope Francis there's a book out called on hope that mm-hmm. he says God comforts by raising comforters, mm-hmm. like yeah. those that comfort others. And I just think that, or, you know, you think of St. Teresa of Avila's great quote of, you know, you are the eyes through which Christ looks compassion on yeah. the world. You mm-hmm. are Christ's hand. Christ has no hands but ours, no feet but ours. And that's just such a testament of what, yeah. how God works through us yeah. to, to be sources of hope in yeah. the world and sources of healing and mercy that, I can't even imagine what it would be like to receive that kind of love, yeah. mm-hmm. you know, yeah. from, from people who didn't even know him. Yeah, incredible. And, it, you know, it's, it's inter- interesting to me is that it didn't just come from people in his in his school, mm-hmm. right? That it, it came from, you know, what what you know stuck out to me, university professors, teachers, the lunch lunchroom room. workers, yes. yeah. right? Yeah. Because sometimes there's a, there's a, you know, there's some tension between staff and faculty and, mm-hmm. and, you know, and what does that look like and what does that mean? And, you know, uh, but beautiful. that it came from all over. Mm-hmm. Um, now it says that uh, now he won't have to worry about the logistics, right, of, of taking off and, and, and what are those days where he feels the best while still feeling the worst and, and can go to school and, you know, and muddle through this day and have to save those days for those days when you just can't get out of bed. Yeah. Um, because it says um, his tumor was sadly only caught when it was at uh, a late stage three. Yeah. Wow. So his his battle is going to be pretty significant. Wow. Um, and um, so it says, as a result, he no longer has the strength in his lungs to pursue one of his favorite passions, singing. Mm-hmm. However, the first thing he has planned on his return to work in January is a musical thank you event for all those who helped him wow. in his time of need. Wouldn't you love to be at that yeah. concert mm-hmm. or event, whatever he does, to feel yeah. his passion and yeah. his thank you? Yeah. Well, I think it's it's incredible because all these people are now going to feel, you know, are going to walk this journey with him. Mm-hmm. You know, and maybe some of them have no idea who he is. Um, but just, you know, how many times do we get a Facebook plea yeah. for whatever and we're like, oh, yes? Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't even know you, but, like, I follow, mm-hmm. you know, I follow these people online, um, 
and I, I reached out to him the other day as a wife, a husband and a wife, um, and he was in a car accident. Mm. Wow. I, I think a car accident. And so, and just her beautiful walk with him. And it was an Instagram suggested post. I don't oh, have yeah. no idea who these people are, but I've been following their journey. Mm. And I reached out to him the other day and I was like, I, I rarely do this. <laughs> I said, but I, have, I can't remember how I came upon, you know, mm. across your post. Uh, but I want to thank you for being such an incredible witness to a marriage, witness. Mm-hmm. Yes. you know, yes. and, and the love that you have for him and the joy. And I know that we see the joy and you let us see the struggle as well. Mm-hmm. But, you know, how many times do we do we see those things cross cross our path? Yeah. And we don't know those people from Adam. Mm-hmm. Well, and what a beautiful story when there's so much right now in the news yeah. that, you know, can make you lose hope and pull yeah. you to hopelessness and even despair sometimes, you yeah. know, mm-hmm. and then you remember and I keep telling myself this a lot is that we are part of the answer. Like yeah. we are part of the way of to birth the good news out into the world yeah. mm-hmm. and to bring the love of God we have out, out there and, and how, what it, just, this is an overwhelming story yeah. to me yeah. of goodness yeah. and mercy and love. Yeah. Whew. Teachers, man. I'm and and you know, you. teacher, like I love how he says teachers always give. It's a profession of giving. And you know, I've taught in the, in the Catholic school system and we're very fortunate um, but man, I see all these stories of, of teachers who work, uh, maybe in underprivileged schools or some public school systems yeah. and they're, I mean, they get paid nothing and all that money goes back into their classroom, yep. mm-hmm. you know, and, and the fact that, you know, maybe sometimes they raise a voice and say, Hey, but the majority of the time they just do what they, what they, what they love to do to teach kids. And, and he, you know, is looking forward to doing that again. And he is, you know, I imagine looking at this going, okay, how can I still be there for my students? The fact that his concern was also for his students as well. I mean, is incredible. So thank you teachers out there. If you're listening, you're a teacher. Thank you. If you are listening and you know a teacher, you have a teacher, thank them tomorrow (laughs) because they need it. They need the love. Mm -hmm. And we want to thank you for being here with us because we are the Catholic underground. That's right. You are listening to the Catholic Underground. We're un- we are on uh, underground. <laughs> we are, but we're really not. We're above ground. <laughs> or are we? Are we? Are, are we? Hmm. Uh, but we are online at catholicunderground.tv. I'm Kathleen Lee with Jeff Blackwell. Olivia Galino and Becky Eldridge. They're all here. Our picks of the week are coming up. But first, I don't know about you, but I love, <laughs> I love, as much as I love a good truck stop, right? Oh, yes, my, yes, we know you yes, like a good know. truck stop. My second favorite is a good, like, Catholic gift source, Yeah. right? Uh, yeah. And so yeah. we here in Louisiana have um, the monks of St. Joseph Abbey. Mm-hmm. They have, I just discovered their gift shop. Hello, who's been hiding that from me? <laughs> yeah, where have you been? I don't friend? know, but I walked in and I was like, oh, <laughs> they were like soaps and like, I mean, I bought like six different things. I was like, put it all in the basket, right? But we are incredibly blessed by monks, right, mm-hmm. in our faith. Mm-hmm. And many of these monks provide us with great things that we can buy to support their ministry. Yeah, yeah their ministry, orders, yeah. right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Monk gifts, if Monk you will. Monk gifts. Monk mm-hmm. gifts. Oh, I don't know. Okay. But <laughs> I mean, it, it's a great, uh, not only to, it's a great thing, not only to support what they're doing, um, because this helps to support their way of life, which is usually one of, if not 
extreme poverty, some poverty, um, because, you know, they're not in it for the money. But it's also a good way to to support um, people who are trying to live out a religious vocation. So if you want to support vocations, this is a way to do it. Uh, And also, you want good quality stuff because it's probably going to be not something that, well, it's definitely not going to be something made in in China. It's not going to be something that's made in a a factory. It's made with hands. um, It's made with love. And they're not going to try to, like, pull one over on you because they're monks. Yep. (laughs) So it's just probably a good bet, right? Mm -hmm. All around. and yeah, I mean, these are these are people, these are monks. Um, sometimes you'll find nuns who, who sell their wares kind of thing. Um, and they've dedicated their lives to prayer, to discipline, to the sacraments, yeah. um, and to, to evangelizing for Jesus. Um, and maybe they've been making their products for decades. Maybe it's a kind of a new thing. Or maybe it's centuries old. Some of these, um, these orders have a history, recipes for whatever, um, that have been passed down for actual centuries. That yeah. is um, so cool. I know. I love that. I love that. Um, so you might be thinking, okay, well, they're just going to talk about beer. No, we're not only going to talk about Ooh, beer. Um, singer. Because many monasteries are famous for their beer, um, but you can find all sorts of products that are being produced in monasteries. So the first one is kind of like out of, an out of left field kind yeah. of thing. Uh-huh. Hot sauce. Hmm. Okay. Um, so you can buy red or green habanero hot sauce as Ooh, well yum. as meats, wood carvings, rosaries, of course, yep. um, from Subiaco Abbey uh, in Subiaco, Arkansas. And I feel so gypped because I was in Arkansas last weekend on a Labor Day trip this? and I did not know oh, about Subiaco, Arkansas. Shoot. I passed through, what was it, Farmersville uh, and a place named after... It sounded like a name of a beef jerky, but I did not pass through Subiaco, Arkansas. But you could have what gotten have? meats. Don't you always wonder when they list meats? Like, what is that exactly? What kind meat? of meats? I Down actually, here, I mean, like you know, maybe this like, is That's like, what I'm thinking. If I were a monk, I'd make boudin. Yeah, but see, what's sad is like, that didn't even occur to me. I was just like, ooh, they sell meat. I'm okay with that. Like, I didn't even... <laughs> you didn't even worry about that. I, I, I ain't worried about it. the freezer. I ain't worried about it. Let's go. Um, yeah, so Father Richard Walls is an OSB with this um, with this abbey. Um, and he began making this habanero pepper sauce while he was stationed in Belize in Central America. Mm-hmm. Um, and so during his first year That's of doing so this, cool. he produced 140 gallons of what he calls monk sauce. Love it. Um, mm. And it was either sold or given away to friends of the abbey. Um, and since that time, we're talking thousands of bottles later, um, the Subiaco Abbey Monk Sauce has now become a regional favorite, and it's actually sold nationally and internationally. So, Very good. If you're a hot mm-hmm. sauce fan, I'm not. I'm too much of a wimp. I'm oh, so I sorry. Oh, I some hot sauce. Mm. Yeah. So does my husband. I'm going to find him some monk sauce. Yes, there you go. Indeed. And my brother. They have Christmas is coming up. Yes. Oh, yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, Christmas. Love it. Uh, okay, so the second one I also love. Lip yes. balm and yes. skin cream. Gotta I look like fresh a and nice, clean. holy skincare regimen oh yeah huh <laughs> um so you can buy organic beeswax lip balm so think like burt's bees kind of thing um honey and rose skin cream excuse Ooh. me that sounds so luxurious and wonderful um yes. uh, and it's english so saint augustine's abbey um, it's a benedictine abbey in chilworth england um, they make this stuff nice. um so the uh, the abbey was founded in 1856, um, and the and since then the monks have just been looking for different ways to support themselves. Yeah. Um, and then in 2004, one of the monks took possession of a colony of bees, which is now a well-established monastic apiary, uh, just a, wow. a, a bee village, really if you will. Yeah. Um, and they have anywhere between 10 and 15 hives, so they can make these things using the the beeswax mm-hmm. and the honey that comes from the bees. Isn't that Love so it. cool? That really is cool. Yeah. I, um, I know Chunk balm. would love the next one. 
my well, dog, my little French bulldog, so cute. And he would love it because it's dog biscuits. Yes, indeed. Yeah. So don't you wonder how they picked this? I, like, how did they say I'm yeah. going to create dog biscuits? I really hope it was just like first on someone's list. Like you know, guys, I mm. know that like there's all these Trappists making their beer, but you know what we could do? <laughs> we well, it could is make the Franciscans, right, that make the dog biscuits. Is that correct? Yeah, yeah. It's a maybe it's a, you know the whole spirit of Saint Francis. Okay, I can get care, yeah. of, care mm. of the creatures. I can get behind that. Yeah, I like that. Yeah, so you can buy um, dog biscuits made with an original recipe, which I don't know. Anyway, um, so they also sell like special dog beds, soaps, leashes, that kind of stuff. So, yeah, there is a dog theme there. Um, and it's the New Skeet. I hope I'm saying that right. New Skeet Monastery in Cambridge, New York, yeah. um, where a community of Byzantine Rite Franciscans, um, as well as a group of and poor Claire nuns, um, yeah. helped to make these Shout products. Shout out to Father Chris. Those are his peeps. Yeah. Um, so if you're up in New York and you didn't know about these people, check it out. Um, love the next one because they're local. I know, yeah. So the next one is something that everyone will eventually I love that this need. This is what we create down <laughs> yeah. here, you know. Everyone will eventually need this. You might not need dog biscuits, but you will need a casket or an urn someday. Yeah, um, everybody well, does. Trying to keep it lighthearted. Um, yeah, I'm gonna die. That's so just you. True. I mean, yeah, but it's it's like I number had no four. Idea. What, a what are you telling me now? <laughs> a casket, right? Uh-huh. Let's talk about yeah, death, kids. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So you can buy handcrafted wooden caskets and urns. Mm-hmm. Um. And there's actually a, a bunch. Of, of different religious orders who will do this. Um, one of them is is New Melloray Abbey. It's a Trappist monastery up in Dubuque, Iowa. Nice. We actually have a, a local <laughs> monastery, uh, the one that Kathleen was talking about, um, St. Benedict Abbey yes. uh, in Covington. And Beautiful they, Abbey. Yeah, they sell, um, they sell caskets. They sell them in a monastic style, which is like mm-hmm. simple, and then the traditional style, which is still simple, but like yeah. you get nicer padding. Anyway. Do, do you you need nicer padding. <laughs> <laughs> Weird. It's may, true. Yeah. I don't know. It, it, throw it, because I, I will tell you, because my dad found out about it when he was sick, before he passed away. Hmm. He said, I'd like one of those. And I said, okay, dad, they come in two styles, monastic and the other, which is, you know, it's got kind of a, like a domed top yeah. on mm-hmm. it instead of just a flat top. Yeah. And uh, he said, well, I, I, I kind of like that one so with, with the nicer one yeah. and uh and uh you know sure enough he, he was really looking forward to it he, he got to pick his casket uh, before he left and um yeah. my mom we tried to put in an order she's still alive god love her she's 88 years old but uh we tried to put it in an order and they don't they won't make them mm-hmm. in, in advance, advance unless you want to come pick it up and store it somewhere yeah. else yeah. They, oh, they yeah, have room, so. and i know for a That's while i think they had to stop production it might have been after the flood or something but yeah. um but yes, i checked their true. website before the show and they're still like they have them in stock and they can they can ship as needed that's um awesome. so yeah so again all this stuff will be in the show notes but mm-hmm. um okay so number five yes. we are eventually we're eventually going to get to this beer yeah, um, of course. But I mean, because some people beer. say that monastic beer is like the world's best beer. Yes. And they have like like straight up people get vengeful over these things. <laughs> um, so the one that we're talking about is the Trappist Abbey of St. Sixtus in Belgium. I'm not even going to try yeah, to pronounce come on, the town. Olivia, we want to hear a try. Blaterin? <laughs> I don't know. I don't, I don't speak French or Belgian or whatever that is. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Okay, so um, at this particular Belgian Abbey, um, there's three beers that they're, they're, they're best known for. The West Velteren uh, 12, the 8, and then the Blonde. And some mm-hmm. people consider the 12 to be one of the best beers in the world. Wow. Uh, which, I mean, I don't even like beer. I, 
sorry, unpopular opinion, but I would try it. Yeah. If people are saying it's the best one in the world, yeah, I can get behind that. Mm -hmm. um, so you can either buy it by reservation at the Abbey Brewery, um, sometimes at the Visitor Center, um, and buyers are limited to one to two cases um, because... Uh, and every 60 days. So you can't go every day and buy, and buy a case. Wow. That's so you're Because Limited it's just stock. in demand. Yeah. yeah. So hmm. if you ever make it to Belgium, um, try it. And if not, there's plenty of Trappists, even in the United States, who make their own beer. And True. you can buy it at like specialty stores and that kind of thing. Now, I'm excited about this next one because I've been to this one. Oh, this nice. Place. I was like, do you have a particular love of bonsai trees? I do. Because no. that's our next one. No. But Tell I us about your bonsai habit. No, we, no bonsai here. But I do this. This monastery is absolutely stunning yeah. in Conyers, Georgia. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the, the Monastery of the Holy Spirit in Conyers, Georgia, yeah. Um, you can buy bonsai trees and pottery, nice. which... Handmade nice. pottery. Cause in, so I lived in Georgia oh, for right, four right, years. Right, yeah. And so this is this gorgeous... It's gorgeous. And you go out in their gardens and mm. they're all working in these very intricate and they're trimming and... I don't I know what you call thought, it. It's almost yeah. like moldy. I mean, you know, and yeah. then the pottery, Georgia has this beautiful clay for pottery. Oh, I've heard of that. Yeah. And mm. so nice. I think that's kind of neat. That one's on there. Yeah, I like that. The next one I never thought would be on a list of things that you can yeah. buy from monks, which printer ink and toner. Okay. I mean, gotta have it. I mean, yeah. yeah, like, yeah. Literally, Again, I don't even need to tell you why that's important. This? I want to know. <laughs> why, you know, a dog biscuit? Yeah. Also, how do you make ink? that? Like, I don't... Yeah. So, St. Andrew's Abbey, it's a, another Benedictine monastery in um, Valermo, California, and they make printer ink and toner that you can buy. Excellent. Um, we also, coffee and tea, you'll hear more about this at the end of our show, but the, the monks of the Most Blessed Virgin Mary of Mount Carmel, um, are they were founded in Wyoming, um, and this is Mystic Monk Coffee. Yes, love um, that. Mm -hmm. And it's Mystic Monk. super Super delicious. They do yep. seasonal roasts and all that kind of stuff. Oh, and they have a terrific CD if you love oh, chant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah they're very multifaceted. Um, bread and condiments is my personal favorite because mm -hmm. you can buy monk bread. Yes. Who, what's better than monk bread? Um, and then things like preserves and mustard, honey, butter. Um, so the Abbey of the, the Genesee is a community of Trappist monks in Pifford, New York. So New York's got it going on. Roy in the chat room was talking about Father Augustine's bread. From the Abbey, it seems like, and he says that he wished they still sold it. Well, there you go, Roy. <laughs> we got a new place. We got to a new go place to try it, out. Go yep. to Pifford, New York. Do it. <laughs> um, but yeah, so they started just because one of their their first monks was a sailor sailor in the navy who used to bake bread, and so that's how it started. Just something as simple as that, like a passion wow. that he always had, became yeah. something that that's a tradition for the for the monastery. Mm -hmm. um, next on our list is fruit cake, because. We don't eat fruitcake, but you might. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> the assumption, I, I don't know. I've never had a fruitcake, so I'm not, I have no like. You're not missing out paradigm on paradigm. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so um, Assumption Abbey in Benedict, in, uh, it's a Benedictine monastery in Ava, Missouri. And nice. they are very, very famous for their, their Abbey their fruit cakes. Mm -hmm. Ooh, no. um, this last yeah. one is my place. <laughs> and the last one, everyone prepare thyselves. For it's fudge. Yum. Monk fudge. It's monk fudge. Yes, indeed. <laughs> uh, and they also do, they, they sell also, cheese. And fruitcake. And this is the Abbey of Gethsemane in Trappist, Kentucky. And it's Martin. obviously a community of Trappist monks. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. So, and this That's was also amazing. the home of uh, Thomas Merton. Yes, so indeed. I wonder if they ate fudge. Oh, I bet yeah. he ate fudge. I feel like that's something that monks just do on the reg. They eat bread, they drink beer, and they eat fudge. Yeah. Those are like pillars of civilization, right? Yes, indeed. Well, we'll have the links to all these items in our show notes. And we will remind you at Christmas time of this list as well if you're looking yes. to, to you know, procure some gifts. We want to remind you that you are watching and listening to the Catholic Underground. There's more on the other side of the break, so hang in there. We'll be right back.
A prayer for vocations. O God, who wills not the death of a sinner, but rather that he be converted and live, grant we beseech you through the intercession of the Blessed Mary, ever-Virgin, Saint Joseph her spouse, and all the saints, an increase of laborers for your church, fellow laborers with Christ, to spend and consume themselves for souls. Through the same Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God forever and ever. Amen. Welcome back to the dance party. You have found the Catholic Underground, whether you're here on purpose or by accident. We're glad that you are here with me, Kathleen Lee. We have joined by Olivia Galino. Becky Eldridge is our guest this week. Jeff Blackwell is up in space. Our picks yeah. of the week are coming up, but first. Kind of reminds you of the uh, the Monk shopping channel, doesn't it? Oh, yes, I like the little chicken <laughs> yeah. we're hearing. Yes. Get in- your fudge today. Yeah. Yeah. Sorry. Monk shops. The Love stain it. was gone. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Yes, indeed. <laughs> well, Becky, we all know that, uh, especially at this day and age, that we are busier than ever. Right, so it's hard to find time uh, to to live a life of faith. Especially, it's hard to time, find time to pray. Um, but you, being the author of a book called "Busy Lives and Restless Souls," That's have right. a lot to talk about when it comes to busyness, right? Yes, it is. This is one of my favorite topics yes. to talk mm-hmm. about. Um, is how in the world. Do we make room for God in the middle of the busyness of yeah. life that we are we are facing? And I think to kind of start with is to think about, there's this great book that I read recently mm-hmm. that's called Thank You for Being Late. Mm. It's by this um, Washington Post journalist named Thomas Friedman. And he his whole book is he's tracing the impact of what has happened in our world since 2007. So well, what do you all specific, think? Yeah. Yes, but why, he has a point. Why do you think 2007? What what has happened in our world since 2007? You got any thoughts? Is that, wait, is that when the iPhone came out? Yes. Yeah. It was, is it 2007? 2007 yeah. was the invention of the smartphone, right? Okay. The iPhone came out. So we all automatically think of 2007 as being the significant year, you know, of yeah. the smartphones coming out. But his first chapters go into that it not only did the smartphone come out, but there were all these advances in silicone chips, softwares, mm. storage, sensors, yeah. the rate which we could process mm. the number of, he says in 2006, we could map so many in the genome project mm-hmm. and then in 2007 it was thousands time more wow so, yeah that's interesting isn't it the so genome project that yeah. it it he, and he says everything kind of changed between the year 2006 and 2007 and so yeah. here we are 11 years later and we are just in a hamster wheel yeah. we are just at the most rapid pace um and there's i can't remember the other the author of the other book I read, but it was talking about how all the fast pace is changing the way our brain is working, yeah. even down to the way we're reading, that yeah. we're the reading online that we're doing is forcing our brains to skim read and um, and really impacting mm-hmm. our ability to be still. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I talk, I talk to young people all the time about like why we don't know stuff about our faith 
is because we are a headline generation. Mm-hmm. Yes. We only read the headlines and we don't ever, like the church always says, this is what we believe and this is why. But we don't want to read the why because it's a whole document or a whole papal encyclical. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, I have a hard time convincing people, please read this eight page, you yeah. know, it's, you know, apostolic letter because it's awesome, you know? Yeah. yeah. Um, well, and I was telling y'all before that I, I read this article that basically just kind of took what Kierkegaard said about um, like busyness and how it affected who we are as, as humans. And one of the interesting things that he, that he said is that, um, that if you don't have a, a sense of self, then you, you don't want to be aware of that fact. So you're going to stay really busy. And like, how often do you find that? Like you have yeah. people who are like, well, no, like I'm too busy to, to read yeah. these eight pages. Mm-hmm. And I like, yeah, maybe on some sense you, you have filled yeah. your life with a lot of things that you now have commitments to. Um, but do those things keep you from making commitments to other things? Do they keep you from diving deeper into who yeah. you are? Are you afraid of being challenged in a, in a way that, that you might yes. not even realize? Well, yeah. and then not to mention making time for God, right? right? Yeah. In, the, in the middle of all that. And, yeah. and I find that in, you know, my ministry of spiritual direction, and then I do a lot of retreat ministry that... I think this busyness is becoming a source of restlessness Mm -hmm. that we are, or it's a kind of, you know, a catalyst or, you know, restlessness is kind of getting birthed out of this, you know? And so when you think of restlessness, um, I mean, I know I have kind of thoughts in my mind of what comes to mind, but what about y'all? Do y'all, how do you notice restlessness manifesting in our life today? Hmm. I think, you know, I was thinking about this question and I think for me it is, it is the iPhone. Yeah. yeah. Like that, that I'm constantly, I'm bad. Like I, I bought Scrolling. the iPhone watch so that I could disconnect from this. Mm-hmm. It hasn't really worked out well, but, <laughs> but like, because I will, I'll scroll and I'll scroll and I'll scroll. And it's like, you've, you've, you've caught up, you've refreshed. And I'm like, but there's yeah. nothing, there's nothing more. Like I, I need, I need more. And mm-hmm. it, cause it's, it's not fulfilling. Yes. So the restlessness of not being fulfilled mm-hmm. and always searching for, for more. And I feel like, you know, as much as this is in my face, this is just, scraps because it's not fulfilling and i'm constantly and yet we're still searching and, yet and I'm always still go what refreshing. are we searching for yeah right what well, are we yeah, looking I mean, for yeah. what do you think olivia what are you how are you noticing restlessness manifesting you think yeah well i mean a lot of what kathleen was saying like I, i'll find myself on my computer on my phone and you know netflix is on tv or yes. something and I, I have to catch myself like whoa yeah. um and because i i'm doing that same thing where i'm having all these outlets where i'm looking for like i don't know like a dopamine hit or something like yeah. i'm looking for something that's gonna spark my brain brain and like yes. make, give me like make me happy for a minute and um and like obviously it that doesn't work or if it does it's temporary and then yeah. I'm left scrolling again but I think too about um when I feel a sense of urgency about something yeah uh, and a friend of mine told me something recently that, that has really stuck with me that like if you feel that you need to do something urgently it's probably not of God um, because God doesn't want anything in haste uh, yeah. it's the devil who makes you want to hurry and so I find that my restlessness is often um, corollary to my sense that of urgency. Put, that urgency. Like I'm yes. not only feel restless, but I feel a sense of, of, of I, like I need to get to a period of rest quickly. Yeah. And both of those things together, uh, it's amazing that I haven't just melted. It, well, yeah. and so many people, when I do retreat work, you know, and I've traveled a lot in the last month, especially doing a lot of teacher retreats, and it's fascinating me when we've talked about this question. Many of them are naming the struggle to sleep, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That they're having a hard time falling. Asleep 
asleep or or staying asleep. Um, I mean, I think if other things I've noticed or people name, it's you know just shopping like crazy for yeah. you know we've got yeah. this immediate gratification. Yeah, <laughs> a company that'll deliver stuff to us in two days oh, yeah. went from hitting yeah. submit, you know, mm-hmm. um, your order. So all of this, I think, has us in a in a really interesting place mm-hmm. um, as our in a culture, and. What I think it, when it comes down to, you know, the good news in it all, yeah. even though we have a really hard time being still, and yeah. I think of even very recently, I was working a, I was giving a women's um, preached silent retreat, and it was the first time, and I've been doing retreat ministry for 20 years, yeah. that I saw people struggle so bad mm. with the stillness. Yeah. Yeah. and the silence so much so we were going I was walking down the hallway and people kept pulling me into the rooms to talk mm-hmm. right I mean I think that this is in our face that we are afraid to be still mm-hmm. yeah and that's what um, Thomas Friedman's point in his book is he says you know when when a machine stops if we push power off it literally shuts off. Yeah. But when we humans stop, when we pause, we are hit in the face with everything we've been running from, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. That wow. we've been trying to push down. And yeah. and so what I, the good news to me in all this, right? Because I think we are in a very different culture. And I think, you know, doing the spirituality and prayer work and ministry that I do is that the restlessness is a wake-up call, mm-hmm. right? It's truly a wake-up call. And um, I want to briefly point out two rules from the great St. Ignatius of yeah. Loyola in regards to discernment that I think hit on this, right? Because when it comes down to it, restlessness, when we feel that, and if I was working with somebody one-on-one in spiritual direction, is I would say, okay, let's pause, And let's notice what is this restlessness really Mm -hmm. about, right? And I think, you know, when we think about in the Gospel of John, the great promise of this advocate, Mm -hmm. the advocate, uh, the Holy Spirit given to us. So St. Ignatius looks at how does the Holy Spirit support us in our faith journey? And I think it's really important right now in this rapid and busy pace of life to take a minute to look at these two. And what the first rule of St. Ignatius has 22 rules of discernment. We're only going to talk about two very briefly. <laughs> We're going to talk about all 22. All 22. Huh? That would be a whole nother show, <laughs> right? But rule one, he says, and this is where his spiritual exercises kind of start with um, the rules, is he says, in those living a life of sin, the Holy Spirit will rouse the sting of conscience and fill us with remorse. Mm-hmm. And that rule goes on to talk about we will feel things such as guilt, restlessness, mm-hmm. um, dis-ease is, yeah. is a word that's that's used. And so he is saying that when we feel that, that we need to pay attention yeah. mm-hmm. because it's God actually speaking something important to us, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And then on the flip side, he says, you know, when we are on the right path, doing what we're supposed to be doing and living a life aligned with the gospel values that the Holy Spirit is going to help us know that we're on the right path by giving us strength, courage, consolation, inspiration, and peace, right? So the, the gift to me and the comfort here is even though we're in this very busy stage a lot like we're in a crazy period it's we are experiencing a a lot of restlessness that we can take comfort that we're not alone Mm -hmm. and figuring it out and finding our way through and I always think about three things that tell us this that remind us that we're not alone and 
I think first of where the catechism of the Catholic Church starts, which says man is made for God. Mm -hmm. So the great comfort here is we are made, God created us, the great creator created us in such a way that we can't help but seek God, Mm -hmm. right? We are made in a way that we cannot help but seek God, and therefore God is also seeking us. Mm -hmm. And you know, I have a friend um, from down here in Louisiana and she's always boils it down to, yeah, we're made like donuts, you know, yeah. that ultimately, um, Olivia, like you were saying a few minutes ago, that how often we try to fill, mm-hmm. you know, this hole within us, yeah. that this, this hole by searching, by, you know, buying things, by mm-hmm. re- other relationships and things. And, and then I think of, I love Psalm 62. It's mm-hmm. one of the most comforting psalms that i think we can Mm -hmm. pray where it reminds us very clearly where the source of our rest is and who the source of our rest is and that psalm says in god alone is our soul at rest Mm -hmm. and it goes on to talk about how god is our foundation Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. and then i also think of saint augustine you know um our heart who said you know our hearts are restless until they rest in thee so you think of these things, we've got scripture saying it, we've got, you know, our tradition and teaching of the Catholic Church pointing us to this. And then even, you know, here's a great saint reminding us that, you know, we, there is a way through this that we can find our rest and respite, even in the middle of what we're facing. Yeah. I, I always think of, you know, when you talk about man is made for God and, and where our soul finds rest is, you know, I always use the analogy and it's getting too old, I think from my audiences, <laughs> but you know, those, those kid toys and it's a empty, um, like globe almost. And it has all these cutouts. Yes. And you try you have to put the heart shape in the mm-hmm. heart hole. And if you've ever watched like a little toddler play this game and then you know you get them all in and then you mm-hmm. pull it apart and they all come oh, out I love yeah. this and then like yeah. you you watch a kid you know a little, a little toddler trying to put the circle in the square hole mm-hmm. you know and then it's you know and that's how we are we have yeah. this god-shaped hole you know in our heart not really but you know mm-hmm. um that we try to fill with so many other things people right? our yeah. work our and pursuit they, of money yeah and they may be good yeah. things they right. may be good things you know and and you know god's just sitting there going no 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 to the left to the you know and and then that moment that they get it that like the square block goes in the square hole it's just like (sighs) that rest that peace, the fruit of the spirit yeah you watching are excited they have a sense of accomplishment i feel like that's the lord like Mm -hmm. he's just like yeah 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 let me into that shape because there's nothing else that's going to fit it perfectly true even if it's good and we talk about that a lot of times we can't say you know that our fa- if we try to fill that hole with our family, that our family is bad. Our no. family is good, but that's not the place for them. You know, that's that place is reserved only for God, and only then can we can we rest. Can can we be whole? Can we, you know, move on to the next block? You know, right? When yeah. I love um, Saint Ignatius's oh, his first meditation of the, in his spiritual exercises. Yeah. So when I lead people through them, the opening meditation is called the First Principle and Foundation, and it talks about all the gifts in the world are given to us by God and to not ever have a point where one of the gifts displaces the giver of the gifts yeah. as the center of our life. And I think that that's, um, you know, it can be a very difficult thing to do, especially yeah. in a culture where we're saying, oh, your happiness, your fulfillment will be filled by all these other things. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think what our faith teaches us is what Psalm 62 says. Yeah. No, it is in God alone 
that our soul is at rest. Um, so how in the world do we make room for God, right, yeah. in the middle of this? And how do we step in and lean into this understanding a little bit more? And one of the great comforts, I think, that our church has taught me mm-hmm. and different people have taught me is I think that we each have this inner chapel within us. Mm. You know, you think of our some of our great saints. Um, Catherine of Siena calls it our inner cell. Teresa of Avila, St. Teresa of Avila calls it our interior castle. Mm-hmm. And But we have this space within us where it is just God yeah. and us. And, mm. I mean, that alone means we are never alone. Mm-hmm, Literally, yeah. we are never alone because God is always with us and within yeah. us. And so it's this question of how can we embrace this gift of the inner chapel yeah. that we have? And that moves, I always tell people, it moves where we go, mm-hmm. right? So when I was, um, my grandfather was very, very sick um, and I, I leaned on the center chapel yeah. so much when there was a moment when maybe I couldn't even get to mass that day because of the life or death thing that we were facing yeah. that moment. Um, so there, you know, and I think in Evangelium Gaudium, it talks about this gift of and the need to cultivate this interior space. And what's said is, it says, what is needed is the ability to cultivate an interior space, which can give Christians meaning to commitment and activity. And without prolonged moments of adoration, of prayerful encounter with the word, of sincere conversation with the Lord, our work easily becomes Mm -hmm. meaningless and we lose energy. And as a result of weariness and difficulties, our fervor dies out, right? And I think when we don't, when we're trying to put, you know, the wrong thing in the, like your analogy, Kathleen, um, that's when our fervor can go, you know, when we're not letting God be the one that renews us and refuels us is when we lose our energy, Mm -hmm. when we get very tired and weary and worn out. Um, So how do we do it? Right. Very practically. Mm -hmm. How can we make room for God? And I think of it first, um, I tell people it's like the trinity of our prayer time, right? Not Mm -hmm. Father, Son, and Spirit, but um, how finding our time of prayer, our place of prayer, and our space of prayer, making Mm -hmm. it a sacred space for us. So it's it's a question of where in our day can we or when in our day can we come and go to that inner chapel, right? And then where is the place within which we can go to that daily prayer time? And then finally, how, what can you bring in to make it um, a more sacred space? Um, So for instance, right now, my prayer time is, and my, my place is a chair in a spot in, in a corner in my house. Yeah. And I get there at 530 in the morning before yes, my indeed. kids wake up. Right. And then there's things that are in there that make it a sacred space. Right. And then the other thing is to really look at what is the prayer method. Yeah. Right. Like mm-hmm. um, Olivia was saying, there's all these choices. And how do we pick the one thing that God is inviting us, the one prayer method that God mm-hmm. is asking us to use to grow and hang out together. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, so what are some of y'all's favorite prayer methods? Uh, yeah, you know, I, I think that for a long time I struggled with formal prayer mm-hmm. um, and, and pressure on myself because mm-hmm. like, you know, if I didn't pray the rosary exactly the way it was, it was supposed to be prayed, then it didn't count. Mm-hmm. You know, if I didn't pray, I, I would search like 
and this is going to come up in my pick of the week, but like I would search, you know, litanies and, mm. and they would be a little bit different. And then I'd freak out like, which one is the, the, right, the right one? one? Yes. And so, um, so although I still cultivate that and I still, you know, enter into the rosary and I have a fold out with exactly what to pray, mm-hmm. you know, um, I think for me, it's uh, the Lord invites me into daily conversations yeah. and I've gotten a lot better at, you know, at, you know, the adoration and, and, mm-hmm. um, you know, adoration in my prayer, not necessarily a, a holy hour, but yeah. um, adoration and, you know, contrition at the end of the day, just being like, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. you know, yeah. Thanksgiving and, you know, and, and, and petition, all those kinds of words that we have, um, you know, but a lot of times I would just go, I found myself just going to the Lord for what I wanted. Mm-hmm. This is what I need. This is what I want right now. Mm-hmm. Um, but exploring those moments throughout the day where he's inviting you to say to me, to say, Kathleen, it doesn't have to be something huge. It mm-hmm. doesn't have to be you know, a, a formal sit down, you know, read three chapters of, of scripture right. for me, Kathleen, I just want you to be in that, mm-hmm. that, that little conversation. Ongoing you know? conversation. Yeah, it yeah, sounds like, yeah. yeah. And, and of it course, sounds like that's really where God's got yeah. you right now, and, you know? And, and in doing that, my, my prayer life is, is kind of fulfilled and, or, or not, not maybe not fulfilled, but mm-hmm. filled. Yeah so that I can go to what I struggle with and mm-hmm. say, okay, let me work on this a little bit too. Mm-hmm. I don't feel like if I fail at the rosary, then my whole f- prayer life has yeah. failed, you know? Yeah. 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 So I can so. deepen that in a, in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think for me, uh, you know, I, I, like anyone, I probably, um, who goes through this, I, I thought I went through a time where I was like, okay, the Lord's just not talking to me. Mm-hmm. Like <laughs> it's just silent treatment. Um, but in fact, you know, and I, and I know this, like he always is talking to us and he speaks to us through the scriptures. So, um, that's usually a go-to for me in prayer is to do like some Lexio Divina, yes. like some divine yeah. reading and, Beautiful. um, because I mean, maybe it's something that like keeps coming up. I find that the scriptures like, like anything in the faith, like will haunt you, like something will follow you around. Um, because God uses those little like troll methods like that. Like he'll, he'll keep yeah. throwing something at you, like putting it in your path. Like, I want you to read this. I want you to do this until you get it. Yeah, yeah. Until I do it. Yeah. And so okay, usually I'll like sit in prayer and I'll open it up and I'm like, oh, that's why you want me to read it. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, it's so, like sitting with something and just letting him speak to me through that. And then like yeah. letting me speak to him through that. Um, because I mean, if the scripture is the inspired word of God, then me sitting with my, my Bible in, in personal prayer is a conversation as much as anything else. And so. it's also given a chance for God to speak to us. Yeah. Right? Oh, us sure. speak. yeah. So, yeah. well, and there's so many, and I always encourage people to build a big, toolbox of prayer tools, you yeah. know, and, um, in my book, busy lives rest for those who can see us online, yeah. um, busy lives, restless souls. I go through four different types of prayer methods. Um, the prayer of consideration, the examine Lexio Divina mm-hmm. and what's called Ignatian contemplation. Nice. Yeah. So if you haven't checked that out, you certainly, we're going to have the link to Becky's book in our show notes. Um, you definitely should pick it up. It's beautiful. And everybody can can gain something from it because we're all busy, mm-hmm. right? So finding time to rest in our busyness is very important. But, Jeff, we are never too busy <laughs> for that part of the show that we like to call the CU Pick of the Week. <laughs> Zinger. Ooh, Zinger. No. <laughs> Look at them first, transitions. Mm-hmm. For mm. our first pick of the week, we're going to go to our good friend, Becky. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yes. I'm excited. So this is the uh, second time I've been on the show. Second yeah. time I'm bringing in a tool for being a parent mm-hmm. and a great, um, or anyone that has kids. But it's this new book I just discovered last week. It's called Shh, God is in the Silence. Mm. Um, and it's 
a story for all ages. It's by Fiona Basil, Loyola Press, who also is the publisher of my book. Mm -hmm. I was visiting with them this weekend and they are this week in Chicago and they told me this and I wept really mm -hmm. the first time yeah. I read it. It's I, and I read it to wow. my four year old when I got home on um, yesterday. But it's just this beautiful reminder of our need to be quiet mm -hmm. in this world. Um, listen closely to your heart. It says, Shh, God is in the silence. Can you hear him? Listen closely to your heart. I love you, he says. You are precious. There's no one else like you. I created you and you are mine. Mm -hmm. So you can hear the beautiful yeah. scriptures like Isaiah 43 in yeah, there, you know, yeah. you are mine. Um, so it's just a reminder, I think, for us, even to teach our children yeah. to pause and meet God in the silence. Yeah, beautiful. So Excellent. you can find it online. It's available on you know Amazon and all yeah. the book, we'll put it book buying places. We'll put it in the show notes for sure. <laughs> Olivia, what you got for us this week? A disappointment. No, no. I, I'm only just now realizing that all of y'all's pick of the weeks are just so beautiful. And no, anyway, I like it. Come on, I have it a fun. I have a heathen pick of the week. So um, everyone who watches and listens knows that I love to bake. Um, and if you yes. don't, I don't know where you've been. But um, <laughs> but I recently discovered Paluani Cornetti, um, and it's why you're so fancy. Well, okay, but <laughs> so Cornetti are like Italian croissants, and Ooh. if you go to Italy, that they, they eat them like with their espresso on the way to the metro. Like this, just they, it's a staple in their diet. Wow. And um, so the other day, uh, one of my coworkers brought in these like little red bags of things, and I flipped it over, and it said cornetti pistachio and I was like shut the front door and I ate it and it was, was amazing it? and I asked her I was like where did you get these they were fresh they were like vibrant and beautiful huh? the way that they tasted anyway so they they sell them at Rouse's um which is a local food chain um so if you're in South Louisiana you're in luck um yes, that's awesome. or else they're sometimes available on Amazon their website which we'll link to is entirely in Italian but um it might be helpful for so, finding other places so that we'll need you to translate yeah mm -hmm. <laughs> but anyway so so um, they're delicious. They're actually made with a sourdough starter, which goes oh, to show yeah. you that that mm -hmm. European products are genuinely better than ours. Um, because <laughs> this is it's not only delicious, but it's good for you. Pass so, yeah. the butter. Mm. Excellent. Cornetti. 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 I like you. Avocados. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> mm. yeah. That's what you went yeah. to in Italian. I mean, <laughs> I you know. to say, yeah. I know. Uh, I just they throw out like Father Chris and Olivia throw out these Italian words and they say them with such pizz yeah. you know, pizzazz. But I just throw out other words that, you know. That's funny. Yeah. Like, Tommy Lasorda. Si prego. All right, Jeff, what you got? Uh, actually, it's a GoFundMe account for Olivia Galino to get a new pair of jeans. Bless her heart, she has wore the knees out of these jeans <laughs> from praying. So, uh, we'll That's have to not true. Away. No. I know, it's a style thing. No idea where you're going. Mine is actually a new book coming out, and it'll be out by the time you see this. Father Josh Johnson from the Diocese of Baton Rouge. Actually, he lives in Ascension Parish, and Ascension Press is putting the book out. Yes, is the publisher. So it's it's really a book written by a millennial for millennials to talk and address issues of the Catholic Church. And there's a free opt-in download. Broken and Blessed is the name of the book, and uh, you can download this. It's uh, the, uh, wait a minute, I got the wrong glasses, so let me see here. Um, no, those Change are the wrong ones. Ascension yeah. Press, if you yeah. go to Ascension okay. Press products. Right. For, <laughs> anyway, yes. the five W's of prayer. Yeah, go go in. There's a link in the show notes, and you can download it quick. Kathleen, it's your yes. turn. Excellent. Okay, so I've been kind of struggling over the past couple of weeks, and maybe you have as well, um, of how to pray for our priests. Mm -hmm. um, Y'all, and we talked about this on the last show, um, what we should do as, as the late church. And there's a lot of things that are going on. There are a lot of things that are happening. A lot of people who are 
um, you know, finding their own way um, of how to deal with this. And so what, what I've kind of, kind of fallen upon is I, I, you know, by what I do, know a lot of priests mm-hmm. and have seen kind of the effect on, on our good yeah. priests. And so um, I found this litany. Um, and this, this is where, you know, I struggle the, with, yeah, I, which I tried I pray? to find six yeah. different ones and they prayed, they prayed differently, but I found a litany of our Lord Jesus Christ, priest and victim. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's, it's not too long. I mean, it's something that you can end your night with. Um, but, uh, it's beautiful and it talks, you know, um, and as I pray, you know, I also, what I also did was I went to our diocesan website and I, I pulled all the priest names mm. off and I put them in a document. So I have the document. I have the, you know, and I have, I got to print things out. I'm not a digital. Yeah. You're yeah. amazing. No, I'm just, I put too much no, work on my, on my, on I my love that. plate. But um, we'll have the link to that. It's the litany of our Lord Jesus Christ, priest and victim. And yeah. so specifically those two words that, you know, at this point, you know, in our, in our church history are kind of going together. Yeah. Um, that even our good priests are, are suffering as well. Mm-hmm. And so um, it, I say it's not long. It's, it's a little lengthy. It's not a, you know, a Hail Mary. You got to commit Father. to it. Yeah. But, but you know, it's going to take you less than five minutes yeah. to pray. Yeah. And it's beautiful. Yeah. So if you're and looking. We continue to pray for our victim, yeah. victims. Too. Sure. Absolutely. 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 Yeah. Right. And so, you know, yeah. if that's what, if that's something, you know, if, even if it's not this litany, um, you know, if you're searching for a way to pray for our priests, go online, go to your diocesan website. They have all the, the names of your priests, you know, pray for them by name. Let them know that you're praying for them. Um, because I know um, a lot of our priests feel um, maybe maybe a little bit alone, mm-hmm. um, and so they need they need our support. We mm-hmm. love our priests for yeah, sure. Absolutely, yeah. Uh, but you know, Jeff, who else we love, and we're always grateful for our viewers, our yes. listeners, and yes. our benefactors. Absolutely, Very, like it's you. Nice. We love you. <laughs> and this week, the Catholic Underground is possible because of folks just like you. Uh, join the growing number of undergrounders at catholicunderground.com slash donate. Also, portions of the Catholic Underground are brought to you by audibletrial.com slash catholicunderground. There's more information at catholicunderground.tv. Excellent. Yeah, and if you'd like the show notes, we talked about a lot of stuff, right? If you want mm-hmm. the show notes for this episode or to subscribe to the podcast audio, you can go to catholicunderground.com. Yes. yes. Our panelists this week have been, as always, Olivia Galino at OM Galino. It's true. On the Instagrams, yes. Our guest this week, yes indeed, has been Becky Eldridge, and you can find her website www.beckyeldridge.com thanks for being with us glad to ha- be here yes indeed <laughs> come, our te- come back yeah. yeah our technical director is jeff blackwell jeffblackwell.us or at jeff blackwell on instagram thanks. and twitter, twitter. yep thanks. our research assistant and leader of the crew in the lab thank god for him jim hayes <laughs> yeah. we love you our video and graphics director is ed ball you know me i'm kathleen lee you can follow me on the instagrams at Kaylee626. We hope we've helped you cut through the noise and find that still small voice. Shh, God is in the silence. (laughs) We are the Catholic Underground. We are Faith on Digital, and we will see you next time. Catholic.